Hi, and welcome to a brand new episode of We Might Be Overthinking This. I'm your host, Dara Rahim. And I'm your other host, Ali Rahim. Welcome. We're recording live at our studio in Michigan. And by studio, she means cluttered den filled to the brim with a mixture of... We have of a bay window <laughs> view. My father is rolling by with a snowblower right now. I don't now. know what the heck he thinks he's about to do. He looks like an absolute psychopath. There's about a half an inch there of is, snow. Okay, so my dad has serious like snow issues. There's literally a half an inch of snow. You can still see the grass. It's like, not even on the, any of the asphalt. But if there's a drop of snow, he busts out that snowblower. Yeah psycho um but yeah so it's filled to the rooms with my mom's i don't know office supplies and toddler stuff highlights coming tomorrow galore attorneys need a lot of post-it notes a lot of highlighters <laughs> attorneys do need a lot of post-it a notes. lot of sharpies yeah um we're making it work it's actually probably the best setup we've ever had yeah i think so honestly. too like before we were like in the basement on the floor like it was hard set me up to a desk like i'm a woman like i'm a freaking grown woman like mm. i need a chair <laughs> proper studio yeah proper studio yeah we just need a little soundproof and then we're good to go yeah so we've been watching a lot of tv um there's a brand new franchise of real housewives that we've been getting into yeah salt lake city salt lake city only three episodes What's the verdict so far? So far, so good. So far, so good. I am a kind of a newbie to Housewives franchise. Yeah. I've always kind of dabbled. Sometimes you'd, I'd be sit there while you're watching and kind of... You would watch Atlanta with me, yeah. so you know the storyline of that. You've mm-hmm. seen a few episodes of... Well, mm-hmm. now you start watching the current seasons. Of the new- way you watch Housewives is Psycho. Wait, I personally do? Yeah. Yeah, it is, for sure. You literally just started watching the current seasons of Beverly Hills and New York... And Atlanta, you watched Atlanta with me this past season, yeah. Cause uh, like yeah, I did. Kenya I did. and her, yes. like, okay, so yes, yeah, yes, so yes, you yes. watch. You're all up to date on the past current seasons, but then I this go back. July we started Beverly Hills from season one. Yeah, I had a little. I had to. I had needed an education. You need, I need education. To learn the history. You're a different person. I am. You're such a better person now I that am you better for it. Yeah. know Kyle. Now that you met Doree, my queen. Now that you know uh, Eileen. I love Eileen. Yes. Just as for Eileen, I just see like the light back in your <laughs> eyes that kind of like quarantine took out. Yes. So. Um, but yeah, so I'm, so this is like the first time that like, you've had like your cherry popped of watching it like live live though. with, with the Which people is an experience. I know. And I like it more. Uh, yeah. So like or you're there with them yeah, day one. Not more, but like, yeah. I, I, so real quick, we'll just do like a real quick cause it's only season or episode three. So it's like, you have to, to happen as I'm learning quickly with housewives is that you have to reserve judgment yes. because if you're way too quick with the like my favorite is like i was i mean i was sloppy i said really quickly jen was my favorite she was Don't cracking me up she was like just cracking me up so i was like jen's likable like she's married to a black man a she's idea. muslim so i'm like she's cool like she gets it in yeah. a land full of mormons but then you know now she's acting a little psycho she's she's pushing a storyline Mm-hmm. which uh, which is uh, she's is clearly a, a fan of the art form yeah and then the storyline she's trying to push is a non-starter and it should have lasted half an episode and it's now lasting yeah. three episodes and we need to move it on and their season they're they're too fresh for that like that's things yeah. you do season eight right like when you're right now well you don't have dry. to push any storyline the storyline is just us getting to know you exactly so just do that but i'm sure like but like i think as someone like her because jenna's very kind of like Lots of glam and high maintenance mm-hmm. and like 
clearly loves having the the cameras around. For her, it's like she's like paranoid. Like, no, 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 I have to be constantly yeah. entertaining. So I'm not pushing yeah. a storyline. Storyline, I'm probably being boring. When you're right, yeah, first season. Or even at the beginning, of just any the reveal season. is interesting yeah. enough. Like just me knowing Getting that Mary know is married to her step grandfather. Yes, everyone knows the story about Mary and her step grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, do we do that? Does everyone know? And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, then you need to watch because someone is married to their step grandfather. Yeah, and it's just as creepy as you would think. Yeah. Um, um, another thing that we gave a try. So for everyone in my personal life and in my Twitter life who had been advocating everyone watching Emily in Paris like I got text oh messages from Lord. friends that I haven't I seen in months of, like just catching up like how are you doing in quarantine like blah 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 blah. oh if you haven't watched that you should watch Emily in Paris it'll make you really happy yeah which is like okay like I'm all for a show that'll take care of you yeah it'll just wrap you up but that's not what Emily in Paris is. We only watched one episode. We're going to give that disclaimer. But I feel like a show like that, like one episode, if it doesn't grab you then. And like it wasn't the concept of the show that I didn't like. It's the fact I think Lily Collins is really is. violent. So <laughs> I personally like her brand of white woman. Mm. I can't. I mean, maybe Lana Del Rey, Del Rey is right. Like there's not a place for a delicate white no, woman in this not. world anymore. There's not. And maybe uh, there's a movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's Lily Collins for me. The idea mm-hmm. of the show is definitely up my alley. I love those kinds of shows. Bold type, younger. Uh, I mean, it's from Darren Starr, right, like the producer right. of Sex in the City. Yeah. I mean, my gosh. Obviously love Sex in the City. You know, that kind of like CW show. Like, yeah, sure, where it's I like love. everyone's really pretty and everyone's wearing really cute clothes. And they like, can't yeah. really act, but like doesn't matter. You said what? Like they can't really act. Right. But it doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter. Um, up my alley. But it's and I think that if it was if it was anyone but Lily Collins, I would be fine with it. That's what I said. She's so just There's nothing going on behind the eyes. No. And so when she's acting, yeah, they're right. Her eyes are dead. Yeah. And so on the show, when I couldn't figure out if she was bad at acting or if the character was just supposed to be really dumb. Right. I think it was a combination of both. Either way, like it just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, it could have been cute. Like I said, like Ashley Benson, I thought would have been cute, super cute. Like Ashley Benson kind of has like a Goldie Hawn thing going on about her. So I wow, kind of think that's really nice to Ashley Benson. You're giving her a little too much credit. She's got about two things on her resume. <laughs> well, I don't and think Goldie Hawn is like the greatest actor. But I, the thing about Goldie Hawn is like Goldie she, Hawn at some point was America's sweetheart, and that is true. And are you saying that Ashley Benson at one point couldn't be America's sweetheart? No, I'm not seeing it in the cards. It's anymore. not for me. I'm not seeing it in the cards. Maybe if she wasn't like, but I'm saying like that kind of like kind of like I don't want to say goofy, but there's like she's charming. Yeah, there's something like still grounded about her like lily collins is literally looks like she's about to float away she's so vapid yeah and i just can't like deal with it like i just i can't yeah there's a yeah certainly a lack of depth that she brings yeah and and in, in terms of just like pretty white girls like there are so many other girls who are a prettier 
or have more talent than her then so it's so it's crazy she's getting all of these like opportunities because yeah. it's just like i could name you 15 girls off the bat who would be better well, her dad's suited. Collins. yes obviously and that's the thing it's like it's wasted nepotism to me I do, i'm fine with yeah. like with a with a child's a, a child of a famous a famous parents getting famous you know i love me some dakota dakota johnson yeah dakota johnson's a good one she's a good one but she's a rarity but you know what she had to prove herself yeah i think when 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 uh what's that show what's it called uh come on the books what show the books oh yes. 50, shades of gray. 50 shades of gray came out i think everyone was super skeptical that wasn't a great first role for no, her. Like, I think, like, that was good in the sense that, like, it got, like, people to see who she was. Yeah. And it got her, like, I'm sure paid. Yeah. But in terms of, like, me finally starting to like her, Fifty yeah. Shades of Grey, like, I don't even know if I've ever seen a Fifty I Shades. Seen I might have seen the first one, but, like, on television, yeah, like, no, no, randomly. No. It's not. So, for me, I think I started to like her. Well, one, I liked her when... <sighs> That's not true, Ellen. No, Ellen, that's not true. I think true. that was really her debut yeah, role. Yeah, me too, me too. <laughs> but then her she did that. Her debut role was a three-minute uh, meme on the Ellen show. But, like, actually, though, I think it was. No, I think it really was, yeah. Because it got to, like, her... She would be great in Emily in Paris, but she would not. Would she? Is that... I think it, she, it would be wasted. Like, I think she's actually kind of too good for it. Yeah. Honestly. Is she, though? I think she is. Why? That kind of sh- I cuz it's but like she could elevate the show cuz it's not like Maybe. like ne- it's not like a lifetime. It's not Netflix. I know, but Netflix is lowering the bar every day. But then they'll do something where like The Crown, which we'll yeah. get into later, well, will elevate. Well, Netflix it. wants to appeal like they want to have control over the entire market. Right. They want the lowbrow and the highbrow. Hi- that's true. So it's hard to like decipher like yeah, which what a yeah show and like is. what it's like if you come out on Netflix is that cringe or is that cool? It's like hard to decipher sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, and I, don't, I don't think it's ever cringe, but it's no. Uh, sometimes it's cringe. Like Ashton like Kutcher's, like The Ranch. Oh, okay, yeah, good point. That's a good example. That's true. That, that was, was cringe. cringe. That's because that show was shitty. Right, but it's just like, like yeah. something that like could have been cool. Like Ashton Kutcher having a Netflix show that could have yeah, been cool. But because been. he decided to do The Ranch, yeah. it was like okay, you're like embarrassing yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just not for. Not for me. Not for me. So it's going to be a yes to Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and a no to Emily in Paris. Yeah. Um, but we've got to move on to some heavier topics now. I know, right? Something a little bit with more depth. Uh, the U.S. president election. Ever heard of it? Ever heard of it. Joe Biden. Ever heard of him? A couple characters. Kamala Harris. Ever heard of her? <laughs> Shelly well, did it after Shelly. two weeks. Has it been two weeks since the election? No, no, but it's been. I think it's been. It's been tomorrow. It'll be almost three weeks oh since the God. actual election. Oh but then, like, I think it was declared the following Saturday. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's so it's just been two weeks since he's been officially declared. Because then right. didn't and then it was Saturday that yes, they yes. did that speech. So yeah, it's yeah. been two weeks. Wow. And every day he's declared the winner of Georgia. Every day. So it's exciting. In Pennsylvania. I just so I know it's not over yet, and I know we have like a lot of work to do, and now is not the time to get complacent. But I am just so grateful that he won I know he's not yeah. perfect you know I personally was a worn gal and I was a Biden bro yeah she's a uh, a Bernie bro oh yeah sorry <laughs> I'm not a Biden bro but then I voted for Bernie in the primary because at that point Elizabeth had dropped out yeah 
but it's not necessarily would have been my first choice, but it's certainly better than whoever is occupying the White House now. And I know we still have two more months of him terrorizing us. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to feel like probably like 200 years of him terrorizing us. Yeah, because every day that... Biden is declared the winner, he's declaring himself the winner. Yeah. And it's and it doesn't help that other Republicans and even some journalists are not like just equivocally stating like this election is over. Over. There has been no proof of voter fraud. Yeah. Joe Biden has won the electoral college and the popular vote handedly. Yeah. He Joe Biden's received the most votes out of any American president ever. ever. And it's the fifth there have been of the elections in the 21st century, the past four have all been closer than this one. Right. So it's not a close election like some people are trying to say. Yeah. He won by 360 or 306 electoral points. Like, it is over. It's over. It's over Whatever you. you have to do is just, like, get over Yeah. It. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. I need you to just accept that this is happening. And I'm so excited. And it, like... I really also, though, at the same time, have to, like, remind myself to not put the bar in hell. But, like, it really, like, touches me, like, the other day, like, when it was, like, Trans Remembrance Day. And, like, Mm -hmm. Joe Biden, like, on Twitter made, like, a long post. And I know a Twitter post is nothing, nothing even close to what the trans community deserves or needs right now. Mm -hmm. But the fact that we have a president who is saying, like... What is happening in the trans community, the violence that is happening is heartbreaking. And these are our fellow Americans who need protection, who need laws to protect them, who need people to protect them, our society. It's like, oh, my God, like that just that little difference of humanity. It's like makes me breathe easier. Mm -hmm. And like literally like I feel like less anxious just about like the circumstances of the world. So I'm just hoping that like despite the like all the of Trump's lawsuits that are not going anywhere and that yeah. 20 more than, over 20 have been thrown out judges that he has appointed yeah. that are there like and that's what he thought he was like yeah. he thought he owned the supreme court he thought that by appointing Dude. judges he meant that uh he owned them and yeah. why our judicial system is not perfect we have not fallen to a failed state where our president owns judges thank god yeah no it doesn't work like it that it doesn't work like that homeboy we were like election day when he was like i'm taking it to the supreme court it's like that's literally not how that works it's it's, it's total the office like i declare bankruptcy i know it's like become a joke yeah. how much it's veep at this point I, I mean the four seasons yeah the four seasons thing was ha- i laughed like, so hard at that because that could and i never laugh be, at trump gaffes because yeah. i don't ever think they're funny but at that <laughs> point i was relieved that the election was over and that joe biden yeah. had won and i literally was like wait Joe Biden, or excuse me, four season, um, what was that? Four season, like, landscaping? Yeah, like, lawn and, lawn and fire. Oh, my know. gosh. But I'm just hoping that, like, all we have to do is put up with his antics between now and January 20th. And I hope it's something more dangerous than Twitter. Yeah. Between now and January 20th. And, like, by January 20th, like, there just, like, won't be anything left for him to even, like, feign. And we can just forget about this. I mean, I know we can't, but like, well, we can't forget about it though. That's the, the dangerous. Cause we yeah. have to undo a lot of the right, things that he right, right. did. That you know, done, I feel yeah. like, and I, and not that that's how you meant it anyway, but I think like a lot of people, um, you know, myself included, I haven't been directly affected by Trump policies, at least not yet. But I think a lot of us, um, it's take, it's a certain amount of privilege to say, like, let's just forget about the four years. Right. There are people who can't forget right. about, no, you know, yeah. 
uh, least of all the children still in cages. Oh my God. So have we have forever separated from their parents. Forever separated from their parents. That's so we have that. a lot of work to do, and we can't forget about the past four years, and we shouldn't because yeah. if we forget, then Trump it's 2.0 gonna is going to come, and we won't even know what hit us. Yeah. So we have to stay diligent. And like COVID is not over, and like Co- right. a lot of the damage is because of him, and like. And I think that like we don't even know like the effects that this kind of like losing so many people in such a quick amount of time i don't think that we like realize the effect that it's going to have on our culture mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like the way people talk about 9-11 how like it changed new york mm-hmm. and it changed at least um for the past like you know for the recent years following people talked about how new yorkers were you know more in kind of went in on themselves and weren't as open and didn't feel as safe as they mm-hmm. did like i think there's gonna be like a generational oh, trauma yeah, that's like affected sure. by COVID that yeah. someone smarter than me like should like kind of like research and like explain. Cause I think I, there probably are people doing that. Yeah, like for sure. Like as a sociologist or for yeah, and as someone who um I'm sorry majored in sociology. Yeah, I could yeah, probably like speak 15 a years ago. little bit about that. But um, five years ago, bitch. <laughs> Okay, what's actually funny though is that I'm realizing is that you know how like, people are like Trump's hiding, Trump's hiding. Like, where is he? Like, well, they just saw him today. Oh, you did? Yeah, he left. How's the- it doing? <laughs> Not well, bitch. <laughs> how am I doing? Um. Yeah, he left the virtual G7. Oh, summit, G20. Or, sorry, G20. To go uh, golfing. To go golfing. Oh no, yeah. I thought like I meant like when's he gonna like speak? Oh, because right now he just yeah. has like Rudy Giuliani yeah. doing all his Rudy Giuliani with his like girl. dripping hair girl, dye. Girl, get your hair dye, honey. Girl. You have leakage. Who's your like? Who's your? Who's He's your, disgusting. He's so gross. He's so gross. Ugh. That evil is rotting him from within. It's, yeah, it's rotting them all from within. Speaking of evil rotting from within, am I right? Yes, but before I have one question. Oh, what do you think? Up uh, where? Do, where does Ivanka go from here? That is a good does question. Does she get back into her New York prestige like uh, circles? No, no. Okay, you know what? Maybe I answer too fast. I don't know, actually, because my first gut instinct is no, like absolutely not. Like who would welcome her back in with right. open arms? She stood by her father every, every step, step of, of the, way. the way. And not only her, but like her husband, like this was a family affair. Yeah. So it's like because she was so entrenched in that administration. Yeah. I mean, every night for her is dinner with the Kushners. Dinner with the Kushners. Not even a dinner with, the Kushners. Dinner with the Kushners. But so I want to say... No, but at the same time, like, the myth of, like, New Yorkers being, like, incredibly, like, liberal and progressive is, like, has been totally debunked for me. Like, there is, like, a very, very, very wealthy, I mean, obviously powerful elite in New York, and they can be very conservative. I mean, New York to me is not that liberal. Like, we just had Mike Bloomberg as mayor. Right. Yeah, at one point we had really Giuliani. Giuliani and like look and and Blasio's not great exactly. So it's like this idea that like I think that New Yorkers yeah. and there's enclaves in New York that are really liberal and progressive and people can be safe and like live in a way that they may not live in like what's middle America. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like the power elite oh, yeah. in New York, they're that's conservative yeah. and like that's who they you know that's who Ivanka would you know rub elbows with. So if they 
would they take her back in? I don't know. I kind of can see like a few years going by and then slowly she slithers her way back into that circle. I don't know. So I guess we just have to wait and see. Yeah. But like, I don't know how she pivots from this. I don't think it'll be easy. I I do think, yes, that, yeah, I think she could find a way back in, but I don't know if, I don't know how easy it'll be for her to do it. If she still wants to keep her connection to her father, which she, which she clearly does, which she clearly does, and I don't think she'll be able to have uh, two feet in both worlds, right? So, and when you say like Ivanka coming back, and do you mean like her relaunching like her clothing brand? Um, because I mean, going to like the Met Gala, like will like I don't think she'll ever be invited oh, to the Met no. Gala again. No, I can't. Those kinds of things. I can't see her going to the Met Gala. You know, like, I can't see that happening, yeah. or like going to like the Vanity Fair Oscar party. No. Um, I think I think those days are not, are over. I would think so. Those I, are the kinds of things I'm talking about. But the thing about. is, like, you're giving like a lot of like you're hoping that like, these really powerful people have integrity yeah, and are like human, and like I don't think they are. Yeah, I think no. like this power structure, like she came from that, and mm-hmm. like I don't think that she was like the only person like that. Is what I'm saying. Like, oh, New York yeah. power people, like, they're racist, they're corrupt, mm-hmm. they're greedy, mm-hmm. like, Wall Street. Like, so it's like, I don't know. I think that there is a circle for her in New York. Mm-hmm. I don't think New York is this paradise of, like, progressive, like, liberal artists. Yeah. No. It's yeah. just like any place else where you have. Really, it's America. Yeah, it's America. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I think we just have to kind of wait and see on that. Well, TBD. Yeah. And I think more importantly for us, we need to make it so whether or not she's welcome back in those circles, it's irrelevant because we as progressives and liberals mm-hmm. have made a charge and like are trying to make like change and we have to kind of counteract anything that she could kind of sort of try and do. Yeah, I think progressives and liberals have a lot of work to do so that the D- Democratic Party looks progressive at all because right now it doesn't. No, it doesn't. But... um. Yeah, I think T. Yeah, you're right. I think it'll. Take I think the a Democratic of, Party hates the progressive wing in their party. Yeah, I think they do too. But but I, yeah, but something we do have a bit more hindsight on is the royal family. Yeah, because it's, of the crown. It, it's uh, Buckingham Palace. We actually didn't like eat that season out. We kind of took our time with it. Yes, I enjoyed it. So we, we I let's let's take it back for a second. I have been wanting to watch. I had started the, the Crown season one back when it initially came out and was just bored with it. In a similar way of Lily Collins, uh, Claire Foy for May just doesn't really do it. Mm. She's even that or Matt Smith. Yeah, Matt. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, maybe it's because he played Prince Philip so well and that he was a total That's asshole. True. It was hard but, to watch. But like the thing is, is that like I hated Matt Smith Phillips. Uh, Prince Philip, but I, I love Tobias. Yeah. yeah. I love so you, like, Tobias. I watched a couple episodes of season one and then just stopped. And then, but then when um, Olivia uh, Coleman, Coleman mm-hmm. was announced as the new queen, I was like, oh, I'd be yeah. so into that. But I didn't watch season three when it first came out. And then decided to just get back in a couple mu- like a month ago. Yeah. I wanted to get ready for season four when they announced that Gillian Anderson was. Um, Margaret Thatcher. Margaret Thatcher. Mm-hmm. I love Jillian Anderson. She so does. So we did kind of, we did 
I don't know. We we, we binge season three pretty hard. Yeah, because I had already wa- like I had already watched it without her. Yeah, and so I rewatched it with her. But like I watched it like some months ago, so it was mm-hmm. I hadn't even really remember it. So it was yeah. good to kind of revisit it before season four premiered. Yeah, season three is so good. So season three and four are with Olivia Coleman playing uh, the queen, and it takes place. So sorry. Season it starts like in the it starts in the mid seventies. So yeah. with like a young Charles. Mm-hmm. Season three starts with a young Charles. There's no Diana yet, but yeah. you do see his relationship with Camilla Parker Bowles. Mm-hmm. You see kind of how their how the royal family devised a plan to marry Camilla off, um, so that Charles wouldn't be able to marry her because they didn't think that she was well suited for him. She was older. She, she had yeah, she, she had a, a queen she had a past. They didn't feel like she was queen quote unquote her past being that like she had relation other relations with other men and she wasn't like quote unquote virginal right she wasn't pure she wasn't virginal young um just crap like that and so they kind of devised a plan which at the time like it so season three which this is like why the crown is so great because i don't think that the crown really paints these characters as bad or good Mm-hmm. They really do show like the just the human element of like some of it is just situational. Mm-hmm. Some of it is just like things that are beyond their control. But some of it is just like, damn, like y- y'all are fucked up crazy. Yeah. But in season three, I was really feeling for Charles. Like when they married Camilla off, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, you know, he didn't want anything other than to marry the woman that he loved, blah, blah, blah. But season four, I mean, we won't go into that quite yet. We're going to finish season three. That, uh, But that obviously changes because yeah. he just, like, turns, like, really bad. But um, season three, we learn a lot about Princess Anne, which is she's, like, such a great character. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, Helen Bone Carter plays, is Margaret, a, plays Princess Margaret, the queen's sister. sister. Yeah. And she's phenomenal in that. So she's good. so good. It's, like, insane how good she is at that. And so it's they're kind of becoming into the family that we know now of like the Diana, the William, the Harry, the kind of worlds that I grew up with, mm-hmm. like being so fascinated with having a crush on Prince William in high school, all that stuff. It's really interesting to see like how the family origin started. Yeah. But yeah. like for me, nothing without even though Diana is in season three, I'm so interested in Charles and seeing that in Prince Anne and Margaret. But the reason I couldn't get into season one is just because like I, the story of Elizabeth and Philip just wasn't, I think maybe if I had grown up in that time, maybe watching it would have been interesting. I also think part of it is like, literally the time in the 20th century that yeah. is so less interesting like there's no media. It's not like the paparazzi. Yeah. It feels so old. Yeah. It and it just, just like, too old it didn't grab my attention yeah but season three like so good yeah and then i know you're probably so glad you didn't really have to wait that long after yeah, you finished like you only had to I'm wait so like happy. a week and the season four is so good if you haven't watched it yet watch it it is so good i like so need season five like yesterday okay take a shot every time dara says so good it is um, season four comes in it season four pretty much spans a decade it's the beginning of Thatcherism and Margaret Thatcher coming to power as the as the first female prime minister. Female, female. Um, she is a I I what I, the Crown does really well is like they really balance like not going to like obviously it's a decade and and you could cover so much 
and you could do a whole show obviously on Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. You could do a whole show on Diana. Yeah. Like, but they really balance like, okay, you're going to get a little bit of Thatcher, but this whole season is not going to be about her. And you're going to get a little bit of Diana, but there were, mm-hmm. se- there were episodes where there was no Diana. Yeah. Or she would just be in like one scene, like literally yeah, passing in by. The background. Yeah. And of course you get whole episodes dedicated to both of them. Like, so that they, like the balance that they do is it's so, so good. good. Um, I wish there would have been like a central. Sorry, hold on a second. Oh. So yeah, the balance is really good about how they cover different historical top, historical and personal topics to the family's life. And yet you never feel, it always leaves you, I think, wanting more of something, but never, and never feeling like bored of a, a topic. Yeah. Like that's so true. And I think that balance is super important. Yeah. Cause maybe a sh- whole show about Margaret Thatcher would be fucking boring. And like, yeah, even though she, I don't think it would be. Yeah. Know, Especially if Jillian Anderson was Yeah. Cause her. I mean, after that, I was like, I want to know more about, cause I was so interested in like the way the crown portrays her is that like she was really not like history has not favored her i know that like people really just dislike her and oh my god so i saw this really funny video on twitter of this like scott scottish woman like these like reporters were like interviewing her the day of like margaret thatcher's like funeral yeah and the reporter's like what do you think like about like today like we're burying like margaret thatcher she's like i don't give a shit <laughs> i gotta go in there put a stake in her heart make sure the bitch is still dead that's hilarious like, yeah and so that's what i always thought people felt their reactions are so but i'm always like so how did she stay in power for 11 years right. i mean i know that's like i mean because people would ask like how did trump get elected but it's right like, yeah because i don't know about it we don't know enough I'm, about british because like yeah because like, like i brought up the comparison well how the hell did reagan stay in power for eight years when it's like we only he only had, you made a good point well yeah. he only had to run twice and yeah. i feel like and maybe like someone can educate us on yeah. uk politics i mean maybe i should read the like, wikipedia on I prime minister no but like it feels like they have prime minister elections like every five seconds yeah it does so like for, well i think you can call one at any time which I, right which yeah. is kind of like what you know spoiler yeah. well spoiler like no history this is not spoiler yeah history. it's like read a fucking book right um but yeah i mean but i think that like she was popular among her party though yeah definitely even though she you know saw a record unemployment yeah. and she was uh, you know it, it they had to hold her feet to the fire to end apartheid in south africa yeah just to put sanctions yeah. on them which i really really liked how in that episode that dealt with that mm-hmm. you know part of me is thinking like i think that she while she this is a very heartless you know take on you know she's like we just shouldn't do anything and i don't want to do economic sanctions i'm like this is just because she's heartless and because she's conservative i didn't think about anything more than that and then they do that little reveal at the end of the episode where she's talking with the queen and she's like, how's your son, the explorer? Mm-hmm. She's like, no longer the explorer, businessman. And what she said. Mostly the Middle East and, and South, South Africa. Africa. And the queen goes, of course. Uh-huh. And then Marty just like so walks good. out. Yeah. That was so good. It's like, and, yeah, obviously it was nothing like, to do with her conservative principles. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was totally the the acting is absolutely in- phenomenal. Oh Everyone is just on their fucking A game. Yeah. Like, it is crazy. Well, you know, one criticism that I would oh. give of that season is that, like, and I... Uh, well, let me say this first. One criticism I give, would give is that I wish I would have maybe gotten more Prince Philip just because that actor, mm. Tobias, is so talented. Yeah, season four is a little light on Prince Philip. And it's like, and you know, you commented how you're like, I think it's crazy sometimes that like Helena Bottom Carter yeah. is just sitting there. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, but I think. But that's a testament to how good of an actor she is. That sometimes yeah. that she can play a 
a minor character so well and just kind of be there in the background but every line she says is, even uh, when she only has like two lines it's like the most important line yes, it is and you need someone that's what you know what, i'm not gonna bring a sports analogy in oh, here God, but i'm, please but I'm going to oh. the important character uh the, some of the best players are the players that can come off of the bench and the and perform right away. The people need to be in the game all the time That's to like true. get revved up and like have the momentum. Yeah, I feel like that would be me as an actor. Yeah, but you, like sometimes you can't. I can't give you five minutes to get into the game. You got to be able to get off the bench yeah. and boom and make that play. Yeah, and she does that. Yeah, she's so. Is that is that gonna be enough of? That's that? enough of it. I don't have too much experience playing on the bench. <laughs> wink, oh wink. my god, you guys! She played. In high school, like twenty years ago, D four baby D four, go up brighter. Um, but you know, you made the comment about how, like, oh, we're seeing less of Margaret. Like, why are we seeing less of Anne? I think that the show really beautifully, like, how like Anne and Philip and Margaret were bigger characters in season three, mm-hmm. and then in season four, how it's even more Charles, and you are introduced to Diana, and you even are introduced to prince edward and prince andrew i think that the fading of the characters in the show is, is the, the fading of them in the public in life, real life yeah. right? because my mom was like dang like where's prince philip like we don't ever see him but it's like that's what happens like in the life yeah. of the royal it's like whoever is coming up to the center mm-hmm. is gonna like rise to the top and, and the other people are gonna start to fade and that's yeah. why like prince charles there's a scene where on prince andrew's so wedding day yeah. where he's like you know prince andrew's mad because like the media doesn't care about his wedding because there's bigger things going on yeah. and prince charles is like why would they care about a fringe relative <laughs> of the queen and he's like fringe relative because like he's like the son of the queen he's yeah. like yeah fringe because i'm about to be king and then william's gonna be king and then he'll have kids and then you'll just be a fringe relative and that's yeah, how they so see it funny. Yeah. your proximity to the center and i think that that like and we're not going to turn this into a harry and megan podcast but i think that that illuminates to me kind of like why harry left like if you're not the heir mm-hmm. and you're not going to be the center well, i'm going to hang around to be yeah. the friend relative i'm going to go be live my pushed own, out to be pushed and out and made to feel inconsequential yeah well it is interesting because i do think that especially compared to the other siblings like Anne and Edward and and uh, Andrew, Harry certainly is far more in the public eye. Yeah, than because of his connection to Diana, to Diana and and because of how how much that left him, that did leave a different mark yeah. than any other world. Because yeah. like when that happened, like those kids became like such a figure in like all over the world that he probably would have maybe, st- but stayed more central. Maybe. But. But as as William's kids would grow up, it's exactly, like, you don't know they what they would have become. It would have been who's Charlotte, yeah. wi- what's Charlotte doing? Mm-hmm. What's whatever? All I care about what Charlotte's going to be. I can't wait for Charlotte. Charlotte. Oh she's my god, she's going to be a bit of trouble, mate. She is. I'm actually glad that she's not the first in line because now she she should be, be like yeah. But then it's like and then she can be the hair, and then like that's what Margaret was. But then like as it gets older, it gets like sadder. If you don't carve a life for yourself, it seems like Prince Anne has carved a life for herself and she seems to be like happy Mm -hmm. like she you know made it made it work i guess but other it can be really tragic and like depressing like you saw margaret's like i have nothing to do i'm literally drinking myself to death because i'm that bored literally nothing to do and it's just like that's yeah that's them the breaks babe yeah but like the you bring up harry and his obviously his proximity to diana and it is interesting watching it now 
obviously knowing what happens. But it's like, it's, it's just so, I guess, not funny or ironic, but like watching Charles want nothing to do with Diana and like wanting so badly to be with Camilla. so fucking heartbreaking. And for everyone trying to like, and then for his family, like trying to just force this marriage to happen. And the, but also that in seeing the queen kind of dismiss Diana and like not listen to her. Well, they blamed her. Yeah. And they blamed her, like not listen to her to see how Diana has now. I mean, it has been what, 40 years since she died. Like how much? She died in the 90s. You say 40 years? I was like nine when Princess Diana died. (laughs) Oh, shit. So it's been like 100 years. And I mean, what is time? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Oh, like, I don't know. I was born in 93. It all just seems so foreign to me. Like, I don't know. Okay. She died like 20 years ago. Okay. 20 years. She died in 97. So 23 years ago. 23 years ago. Yikes. Um, okay, 20 years ago. Oh, so I was actually 10. I don't want to age myself. 10, not 9. <laughs> Give me that year back. Um, what did, that, did that make you old? Whatever. I don't know math. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Clearly, you don't know math. Um, but it's she, like, she has just haunted this family and is, like, has mm. always stayed with them. Like, the, like, her perspective on this show is so interesting, I, like, you can't do like a Monday morning quarterback, but I'm yeah. just second sports reference. I'm sorry. But it, it's just like the way she is like forever haunted this show. And it's like, it's like, of course it's like, you know, if any, but no, not, not like I was gonna say, Oh, if any princess had died so tragically, but like, no, she was just so much more than that. Mm-hmm. And like the way she died mm-hmm. and like the affair that like mm-hmm. never stopped throughout her marriage that like was I, just always following her around. And that is one thing that, the Crown and the documentary Diana and Her Own Words, which is on Netflix too, which was really good, illuminated to me that I didn't know is that like how much like I always assumed that like Charles married Diana out of love, but the marriage just broke down mm-hmm. because, that, you know, I just didn't have any background, but I, I just assumed it broke down really quickly and it was bad and there were affairs and all that. Yeah. I never realized how much the mar- marriage was a setup. Yeah. You know, and it really like they stole her life in some ways. Oh, yeah. I think so. And was, but I was, what, I was, what I was trying to get at is that, like, the irony... And the cruelty that... The irony of, like, they didn't want Charles to marry Camilla because they didn't think that she was the right fit for it. And they thought that Diana was just this, like, this young girl. She was thin and dainty and blonde and... Virginal. Virginal and pure. And that she would just listen to them and do whatever mm-hmm. they wanted to do. And that they could just have her quote-unquote bend to their will and that things would just be fine and that that would be the way things should be and will be. Mm-hmm. And the irony is that, like, she was the opposite of that mm-hmm. and that if they had kind of just let him, like, and that now it, it haunts them and, it, like, it's forever kind of this, like, like... Uh, and it made them look so bad. It made the them look so bad. Like, the, once Diana was free of them and got yeah. to speak on them, the public started to hate them more than yeah. they ever had. Yeah. And so, the, in this all this effort to retain their image, they tarnished it even more. If they had just let this boy marry that girl, like, God forbid. Well, that's, that's that powerful scene with Prince Anne the day before the wedding. What happens? Or, excuse me, the powerful scene with Princess Margaret. The day before the wedding where she's like, yes. why do we keep yes. doing this to ourselves? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He loves the other one. Woman. 
He yeah, does not she tells love him, her. Yeah, Princess Margaret tells them, tells the queen to stop call the wedding stop off. This. Stop this. Stop it. doing this. Like yeah. stop banning her. And she says we're going to keep paying the price and they keep paying the price. Mm, she and does she say like, that. It's going to get worse and worse. Yeah. And I think Harry is of course like probably the f- I think that someone I don't know where but like he's the first person who has really been able or like maybe William and Kate but like but Kate is so yeah like like she fits the mold yeah and but then like, like at college like yeah. people like to act like kate's like a co- like she is like normal as like she probably like grew up like normal but, but like she's the first person she who went to college was, with prince yeah William. she was they didn't meet at the piggly wiggly yeah and harry's the first person who has gotten to marry someone who doesn't fit the royal mold That's right and and she's older than him divorced older than him, divorced black, black. American. American. Oh my god. We just described a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> an absolute nightmare. Yeah. And I mean I guess like compared to for her compared to Camilla's on like a fucking Camilla's on right. like a fucking dream. They're like give us Camilla. Yeah. Okay. Like so and, and then, then after all that Charles marries Camilla anyway right, at the end exactly. of the day it's just and I remember looking at you like I said god like what do you think like Diana like what Diana would have thought if she knew she only had like 10 years left on this earth mm-hmm. like how if she would have done like she, I was like no she would have gone away from this family yeah. like it's like to have to experience that life and then have her life end so shortly after mm-hmm. it's just like adds it's to the tragedy sad. of it all and just adds to like how horribly they manipulated her and like for me it's like charles like damn like okay like i get like your family fucked you over first but you didn't have to then go fuck everyone else over because you didn't get what you want like the cruelty he exhibited onto diana is like there's not a part of you that mildly likes this woman just for the simple fact that she's carrying your children you couldn't even be they couldn't even have like a cordial nice relationship Mm -hmm. like he was actively cruel to her yeah and it's just like, God, yeah. like, why? Like, she's not. Ugh. Yeah, it, it, it it's quite tragic to see. And like, yeah, I just don't know if we'll ever get tired of the royal. I like, know. Like, I know. It's so funny because like I was, Dara was telling me about a, uh, the documentary was called Diana in Her Own Words that I should watch that came out a while ago. Yeah. But now it's like number nine on Netflix. Yeah. But I think people are watching The Crown and they're obsessed with it. And they're yeah. like, I want to know more and more and more. And that documentary is really good because it has like the whole documentary is just like tapes from Diana when she was um, being interviewed while she was still in Kensington Palace by uh, not Andrew Mortimer. Morton or whoever wrote her autobiography but a friend of his was interviewing her she was like sneaking him into Kensington Palace and he has all these tapes of her and she's speaking so candidly about Mm -hmm. her life and it's if yeah if you haven't watched it you should because yeah I need to watch it Diana's a really interesting human Mm -hmm. just like kind of just her take of the whole family it's just like it's good it's, yeah it's so good take a it's shot so good um but yeah i mean we don't want this to be a royal podcast but it could this we could talk about it podcast. this has been a lot of tv podcasts though today yeah but i mean we're in quarantine so what else are you gonna do exactly what else you gonna do but i want to see the actor 
Tobias, I can't pronounce his last name, and he more stuff. Do you know that, yeah, I want to see him in more stuff. He apparently um, was on this show called Outlander on Stars. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that show. Which he's, like, apparently really good in that, like, where he first got some, like, notoriety. Okay. And then, like, 15 years ago, he had, like, an affair with Kristen Thomas Scott. Do you know who that is? Who? Kristen, Kristen Thomas Scott. She was in The English Patient. She's like a real actor's actor. He had an affair with her while he was married or she was married? She was married. He's never been married. And it subsequently led to her divorce. Um, Which is like a little juice about him. But he lives a pretty private life. Yeah, I do not know who this person is. You don't know who Chris... Did I say her name right? Yeah, Kristen Kristen Scott Thomas. Whatever. She looks kind of familiar. Uh... Oh, okay. I'm seeing a younger photo of her now. I get, yeah. Oh, she's beautiful. Yeah. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good for you, Tobias. Yeah, get it. Um. Well, okay. So next week, I mean, God, I don't. I don't want to be like a movie podcast or anything, but like, okay. So next week is Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, I, I'm already. I'm going to give everyone like a little sneak preview of what we're going to be talking about. So we're definitely going to be talking about Happiest Season, that Kristen Stewart oh, um, yeah, 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 lesbian yeah, yeah, yeah. movie that's coming out. So many opinions, so many thoughts, just from the trailer alone. Oh, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and then we can watch <gasps> Compare and Contrast! With that other movie I was yes. talking about. Yeah, so we're going to do a Compare and Contrast between Happiest Season, yeah. which I think took a lot of their plot from this really low budget uh yeah, I think so like too. pretty unknown um indie movie called Les Bomb which um, I forgot that was the name yeah, of it. It's a terrible uh, it makes name it sound, of money. No, it looked really cute. No, I know it's it a terrible name, so but it actually is a cute movie. Yeah. It's funny because what's his name again? Laura Dern's dad? A uh, Bruce Dern. Bruce Dern who's like a legit actor. He's in it. Like yeah. there are legit actors in it. Yeah. It's just oh, like yeah. I mean Bruce Dern isn't doing like box office. He's an actor. He's an actor. He does film- he likes to tell stories. Right, 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 right. You know, he likes to show not characters but humans. Sure. So we're gonna do And all our complexities. Okay. So the movie comes out next week, um, and then so we're gonna do a little compare and contrast between those two movies. That's a good idea. And queer portrayal. And queer queer storylines, like sure. what storylines are told? Yeah, and by who? And by who? Who are the gatekeepers of the queer of of queer Hollywood, Aaliyah? All who right, my, my my favorite ally over here <laughs> across the table. Jesus Christ, my girlfriend here with the fuck up. Um, Dad's gonna say I swore too much in this podcast. Oh God, I'm not telling Dad we did this. <laughs> he knows. Oh God, <laughs> we'll tell me a technical deputies. <laughs> Um, okay, well, next week is thanks or, or, or Thanksgiving's in a few days, so yeah, happy Thanksgiving! Happy everyone. Thanksgiving! I hope that you can spend it with loved ones, even if you can't spend it with all of your loved ones. Yeah, and that everyone I hope everyone's safe, and stay safe, has yummy food. Yeah, um, I haven't really eaten today, so I need to go eat some food. Okay, Kate Moss over here. Oh, I just intermittent fasting, you know, some uh, smoked whitefish dip is calling my name. Mm, I don't know what I'm craving, but we'll figure it out. Um, our neighbors walking our dog. Okay, thanks everyone. This was another episode of We Might Be Overthinking This. I'm your host, Aliyah Rahim. I'm your host, Dara Rahim. Oh, happy holidays.